This episode of No Meat Athlete Radio is brought to you by Green Chef, a USDA certified organic company. Go to greenchef.us slash no meat to get $50 off your first box of vegan, vegetarian, paleo, keto, gluten-free, or even omnivore and carnivore Green Chef meals. This episode of No Meat Athlete Radio is also brought to you by Knipe. Knipe is a leading bath and body company who makes plant-based vegan bath and body products. For 15% off your first order, go to kneipp.com and use promo code NOMEAT at checkout. Hi, this is Hope. This is Kareem. Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to No Meat Athlete Radio. Back to school. Back to school. <laughs> to prove to my dad that I am not a fool. You know, I was just thinking of Billy Madison last week. Yeah. When I was on vacation... Uh, we were just, we spent most of the time in the pool, not in the beach, and we had these big floats. And <laughs> and we were just floating around, drinking beer, and I was like, this is what uh, Norm MacDonald and Adam Sandler and whoever else that other guy was, yeah, that they just did. With the, and put I didn't put the sunscreen in, in faces on my belly. But <laughs> that is such a good movie. That is, is one of my all-time favorites. Yeah. I haven't watched it in a while, but I... I haven't either. I think that is just such a classic movie. You know, speaking of Adam Sandler funny movies, mm-hmm. I, uh... Uh, as opposed to Adam Sandler's serious movies, because he's turned into like a serious actor, I think, right? In the same way, uh, Michael Scott became a serious yeah, guy. I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> um, Michael Scott definitely did. I, don't, I mean, I don't know. Does Adam Sandler do movies like I that? I just I know he did like Punch Drunk Love and yeah, uh, yeah. a couple others that I think were serious. But anyway, um, I when I was away, a different thing, or a couple a little bit before that, I I my son's into golf now, as I mentioned before, and. Uh, Aaron was having some trouble with them. I don't know if they were both both kids were like acting up or something, but she wanted to get put a movie on for them. And I think she texted me and said, "Do you have any movie ideas?" And I said, "Yeah, watch uh, Happy Gilmore. It's a great Adam Sandler movie, and it's funny, and he's a hockey player, and he's goofy, and he takes this. Apparently, it's just loaded with with like curse words. And I think yeah. it's probably I don't know if it's rated R, but there's like Bob Barker saying, or he's like the Price is Wrong bitch to Bob Barker, <laughs> and a bunch more stuff." Like the, uh, oh, the guy who says, you, you will not make this putt, you jackass. You know, you know that guy? Yeah, at the, yeah. I don't know who that is. But um, yeah, just a, just a terrible recommendation for eight and five-year-olds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, just, I, I think, yeah, I could have told you that, Matt. You should have uh, run that one by me. <laughs> but that is another good movie. Another classic. Yeah, that one less good than, uh, than Billy Madison. Billy I Madison. think yeah, that, one, that one's a little bit, little bit too much with Shooter McGavin and all that. It mm-hmm. just gets, it gets too weird. <laughs> Billy Madison just is, is a classic. <laughs> yes. Speaking of uh, golf, I did yeah, my golf trip. We you gotta have you gotta share the update, Matt. How'd it go? I have the update. I played really well, which was awesome because the past two times I've done it, uh, I wouldn't say I've embarrassed myself, but I I did not play well at all past two years. And and I was a high school golfer, so and a lot of these people are from high school, so I just I just it was felt good to play well and not. Uh, not be like I had done the last time. You know what I did different this time, Doug? I wore, I took off my wedding ring because it bothered me at the driving range. And I never, I always still leave it on because I don't want to lose it in my golf bag. Yep. But this year for the entire trip, I I slipped on the old Kalo ring oh, instead yeah. and left this one at home, which uh-huh. is a nice rubber uh, ring that's still just kind of, yeah. much easier to swing the club with. It doesn't interfere. You don't feel it. And they were the initial, uh, the first ever Nomad Athlete Radio sponsor, I think, right? That's right. Yeah. yeah. 
First in a long line of, of sponsors who, who sign on for one uh, contract and then do not renew their contract after <laughs> don't that. Don't say that. <laughs> don't, don't say that. Well, the audience should know. They need to, they need to buy more of the sponsor stuff so they <laughs> keep, this, keep the lights on. That's right. Yeah, no. Uh, well, that's cool. I still use my Kalo ring, too. For, do you? Uh-huh. For, like, long runs and lake trips and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Aaron, uh, I know Aaron lost hers, I think, and then actually bought another one. So oh, they got at least one sale out of that out of that ad campaign. <laughs> yeah, and well, that's, get a that's free cool. Ad. So, so you're accrediting your success to to Kayla. To Kayla, yep. That's the entire reason. I, Nothing I to did want to know. So I do have one question. I think you mentioned. I, I yeah, you know, I think you mentioned this on the podcast, but it's possible just in personal conversation that uh, all of the golfing is in pairs, right? It's and in you're like on a team. You're on a team of four. Of four. Most of the rounds, you are with one other guy on your team, and it's your best ball. The best score of your two holes, of your hole that you play, okay. counts. But then there's one round where it's a scramble with your team, where you just you all hit the same shot, and then you take the best one of those balls, and you all hit the next mm-hmm. shot. Only with three like... clubs this year. You can only pick three clubs each player, and you couldn't share clubs. So that oh, made for interesting cool. kind of shots. Really fun. And then the last so day would, is like a two-man would, some, would somebody be like the driver and somebody be the putter? I mean, that was the idea, but it turned out not to work really that way. I made a lot of putts with my sandwich, with like a blade of a sandwich. Really? And for some reason, I was just sinking them, yeah. Uh, so everyone would hit the ball? Everyone hits the ball. I mean, I guess if you Regardless had a club that just you, you just did not have a chance of doing it, then you do it. But pretty much everybody brought a, some sort of wood. A couple guys brought putters. I didn't bring a putter. And then we had a range of different irons, so it it worked out fine. And our our team actually did really well. I think we had three under as our for our scramble with three clubs, which was amazing. That's really fun. That's a cool. It was idea. really fun, and because like you had to hit driver on par three because you often didn't have the right long iron to reach it, so you just hit an easy driver, and it was just fun. It was it made it really interesting. What uh was that the what was the best game like? What was the best kind of like or most fun mix up? The like most a- fun mix up. <laughs> <laughs> of, of the like different rounds you played you know it was like best ball the most fun was that three club game the most fun i would say the three club scramble was was the best this okay. time sometimes the team scramble is not the most fun i don't know why because it's the second 18 of the day and everyone's kind of had a lot of beers already and you're just sort of tired of golf by that point so mm-hmm. th- this made it uh this was a nice a nice change i really enjoyed that and then i also know that you played some other games and I wanted to ask if you played Can Jam. Played Can Jam, but did embarrass myself at that one. I, I'm really, really bad at those kind of whatever you call those lawn games. Lawn games. I'm, yep. I'm okay. historically bad at those most times I play. I played Can Jam the other day and did you? enjoyed it very much. Yeah. It's a really fun game. I love it. I just, you know what? I'm not a good frisbee guy, and you are. You're a, you're a disc golf guy, not a frisbee guy. You're a disc golf guy, so you would Thank like you for <laughs> you would like Can Jam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never ever been. You know what? I'm just really bad at like catching a frisbee. It always hurt my hand, and I was always bad at it. <laughs> <laughs> like my whole life, I just have not caught frisbees. Huh. But well, much anyway, less, much like less a... hammer throws or whatever you guys do. The ultimate throws. Ultimate throws. Yeah, um, I and mean, people do throw a hammer and disc off, but not very, not very often. Mostly backhand and forehand. Hmm. Flex. Interesting. Um. So that was a good way to kind of end your summer, right? It was a really nice way to end the summer, and it has has inspired me um, to well has inspired me to think about playing golf again and trying to actually get good again and get better than I was at in high school. Because you know what, Doug, I 
in high school, I was a good golfer, wanted to be, wanted to play in college, wanted to be a pro like every other kid and every other kid who played golf, I should say. Every other <laughs> upper class, <laughs> whatever. We, no, I'm just kidding. We weren't upper class. We were middle class. But, uh, you know, I just wanted to do it. And, and I would just go practice all the time. I'd just go play and I'd play 36 holes many days in the summer. But no one told me you shouldn't just play. You should actually go practice. And, and it's way better to practice for an hour than, than to play a four-hour round where you hit mm. you hit many more balls and much more deliberate form of practice right. uh, and just play once or twice a week. But no one told me that. No one That's knew. good I advice mean, for most sports, I would say. Yeah, I would say so. And I, and I think the kids of our generation, unless you were really lucky and had a parent maybe who like had done that, had somehow you know stumbled onto that advice or figured it out on their own, um. I think most kids are our age just played. Like I look at how like my kid plays soccer now, and he gets so much good training and is advised to like practice this stuff for ten minutes a day or fifteen minutes a day. Certain things. For us, it was just we just ran around and kicked the ball up until eighth grade. But there was no more instruction than that. I mean, there must have been some, but it felt like, you know, I have no yeah. lasting soccer skills as a result of that. So, I just I feel like now that I uh, have learned so much about. You know, like the 10,000-hour rule stuff, Malcolm Gladwell's book, um, which the name of that is escaping me right now. Um, But other ones, like there's a great book called uh, Talent is Overrated by a guy named Jeff Colvin. And that's about the same principle. That like all these things that we sort of um, attribute to, you know, just inborn genius like Mozart or Tiger Woods, that you can make a pretty strong scientific argument that it's not about inborn genius. It's actually about they happened to take an interest in it at an early age. They got some good feedback because, you know, they were so young trying this and that feedback led them to get a tremendous sense of reward from doing it. And then that, then it became their passion. And then they just put in 10,000 hours and the 10,000 hours is obviously just a, um, I don't know. It's like a useful mnemonic sort of, not mnemonic. It's a useful name that just kind of encapsulates what the concept is. There's nothing magical about that number, of course, but it's, it's many, many hours of deliberate practice. Right. And uh, I just feel like now that I know that, maybe it would only take me a couple years to turn this, you know, good high school game I had into an actual legitimate, repeatable golf swing that that is good. So I, who knows? But kind of interested in doing that, having having you know played well for the first time in forever. Yeah. Well, you've been talking about golf now for a couple of weeks. You talked about it running a hundred miler a few weeks ago. <laughs> You seem to be bouncing around a little bit. <laughs> I, I admitted that I'm having something of a pre-midlife crisis where I, uh, I don't know. I mean, I've, I've worked nine years now on Nomad Athlete and uh, did so at the expense of a lot of hobbies. I mean, it definitely like it, it went along with a running hobby. But after five or six years of that, I kind of like burned out. I don't know if I burned out, but I just got tired of running and hadn't didn't get inspired with any sort of big goals. So... Uh, I don't know. I feel like Nomad Athlete's sort of a little bit on firmer foundation now and doesn't occupy all my thinking all the time. So I, and now the kids both went to school yesterday, end of summer, and uh, our daughter is now in kindergarten, so both kids are away. And that's big. Congratulations. It, it's really big. Thank you. Yeah. It was uh, it was a weird day. It was kind of a, I just realized we have not had a day like that. I mean, other mm-hmm. than little random weekends away, but like in eight years now, since my son was born, we haven't had a day where just we Aaron and I were around the house and both kids were gone and you know it so yeah so I'm just sort of like trying to find something and and so in some days I feel like I'm going crazy like because I just don't know what uh what I'm supposed to do with with what leisure time I do find so anyway I had been bouncing around quite a bit as I mentioned I went to the bookstore a lot and 
got some new cookbooks and thought about getting into that. I just don't know. And, I, and I'm, I'm actually sort of at peace with that right now. I wouldn't say it's a crisis anymore. I'm just sort of enjoying, uh, you know, the, the ability to, to explore, pick something new. Right. Exactly. Which that. is sort of the, uh, sort of our theme for the episode. That's right. Is the, the end of summer reset. Um, we back to school reset. Yes. Or end of summer. Either one of those things. And they go hand in hand, of course, for any parent, uh, or any parent of school age children. Not quite you yet, Doug, right? That is correct. Although uh, uh, she is starting a preschool uh, in oh, a yeah? couple weeks. Do preschools, weeks. preschools don't, don't go in the summer, do they? That's right. They only, do not. Right. Nope. Uh, but it's only two days a week, so. And for like four hours a day. So it's not really. Yeah. Uh, that's really good, though. A, really, uh, that's. We, we d- very deliberately chose. I mean, if you have the ability to do this, I think it's really good not to, not to put them in preschool. But just because. Uh, come kindergarten, like now, you know, Ellery's. She feels like she's, she's five years old, and I feel like she's just now gone from us all this time so mm-hmm. you know it's sad but also good so just i think preschool if you got the luxury of not having them go in there all the time then don't yeah yeah a couple hours a couple days good yeah. enough anyway um yeah we like resets i think we doug we we are both uh relatively pro pro new year's kind of idea people right among yeah, among the the social media. Types. Yeah, there's plenty of people who are very anti. Yeah, it's very fashionable to to be against New Year's and say that you can, you know, why wait to New Year's? You can just do that today. Uh-huh. And uh, I used to be that way too, and I used to, I get that, but I I just like New Year's. I think it's fun, and to me, this is sort of the the little uh, you know like the half birthday idea. It's it's not quite as big as a New Year's, but. It's it's time to do something. We've got three solid months before any holidays kick in, and uh, you know that's always sort of a month off. It seems for most people as far as habits and things go. But with three months, I mean, you can do something. You can do you could train for a race if that was mm-hmm. what you wanted to do. You could complete twelve weeks of a fitness program, and a lot of fitness programs are twelve weeks long. Uh, I mean, you could change a diet completely. You could you could. I mean, there are a lot of different goals and things that one could accomplish in three months, and then bring that momentum into the holidays. And I think. For me, that is exciting and inspiring, and the fact that now with the kids gone, there's all this time on my hands that I didn't have before, and I would imagine a lot of parents listening uh, have a similar thing. If you're someone who stays at home with the kids, uh, works from home, then you know you've you've got uh, you got a lot more hours that you don't have to entertain children during. Yeah, well, I mean, even without kids, I mean, or even without school age kids, it uh, you know, there's something about the summer where there's just a lot of travel. There's a lot of Yes. You know, like your colleagues are traveling, so work is just kind of weird. Um, people are coming to visit you. There's just a lot going on that, that throws off your schedule, throws off your workout routines, your eating routines, you know, all these cookouts and holidays yep. and all that stuff. You know, so it's just kind of like, you know, I, and I enjoy that. I really enjoy summer in the flexibility and in the kind of uh, uniqueness of it that you are that you do get a break from your team but then like you know i just start craving it you know i'm, I'm yeah. excited i'm excited for cold weather i'm excited to get back into a more kind of regular quote regular life and um so it this is it feels like a you know just like new year's does after a, a series of holidays is like a, a good time to reset this feels just like that like it's the perfect time to kind of yeah i think that's a very good point it's kind of like the end of the holidays uh just a more more extended less intense form of holidays Mm. uh but i feel exactly the same way it's just been a ton of travel a ton of visitors and 
finally we have a you know a string of months where no one is going anywhere or, or coming and think yeah. and it feel like you said it's it's uh, i'm really craving a return to routine and uh yeah so that that's what uh we're gonna talk about today and i don't know i guess we can talk about kind of what we're doing what we thought about maybe what we've done in the past but i just i think the, my hope with this episode will be that someone hears it and and maybe didn't even think about this and says, wow, I'm really exhausted from that summer, and that this would uh, would serve to sort of inspire or pick somebody up or maybe make someone think and say, hey, this is, this is what I should do now. This is what I should take on between now and, you know, November or, or even for the next year or who knows what. But just, just kind of a pick-me-up little mini New Year's sort of thing. Good? I like it. I like it. Yeah. Good. All right. So uh, I think I think... For me, the place to start, uh, I should the place to start this conversation. Not really that you need to start any routine with this, but I always go first to food and think that making a little diet change is always a nice way to jumpstart things. Uh, we've talked a lot about one habit at a time, that sort of thing. So I'm not saying you know take on some 30 day challenge where you're all of a sudden vegan and you've never been that before, uh, while at the same time committing to a marathon and starting to change. like none of that. But I just mean if you if you I always find that a small little diet tweak, we've talked a lot about like the smoothies in the morning thing or mm-hmm. eating raw until noon, something that feels not too much to take on for you. Um, I feel like that really can help a lot. A lot of that stuff can set you on a good track. And then, of course, that provides you with uh, energy and sort of a lot of positive feelings that I think can help with other habits. So for me, the diet challenge is always part of it. Challenge may not even be the right word, just sort of a diet tweak. Um you could do a challenge. I do really like the idea of of a thirty day thing where you've got a finish line at the end. Um, much easier to do that than say, you know, I'm doing this for my entire life and I'm now a raw foodist and I can't eat any more cooked food ever again. Uh, that's very difficult. But to say I'm doing this for one month, you know, I think that that can be inspiring and fun. And you get to the end of that, end of that month and then you can decide what to do. So uh, for me, Doug, I'm trying to drink tea that is one something i have mm. just i haven't even had a cup of it yet but i i <laughs> <laughs> i think green tea is so so important it's it's in my talk it's one of the seven foods to eat every day and i must admit that over the summer and even a couple months before that i've not drank almost any tea at all um but i just saw an interview recently with dr william lee who is the guy um who's all about the um anti-angiogenesis sorry i was blanking on that uh, easy little word to remember uh which is the the which is what the idea that that one of perhaps um i mean it's a new ish area of cancer prevention research that involves eating foods that will um make it hard for it inhibit inhibits blood vessel growth uh and for some reason that doesn't affect the rest of your body in any bad way it almost sounds like that would be a bad thing but uh maybe you have all the blood vessels you need and inhibiting them now is a good idea so the point is that it would kind of st- any sort of tumor that might be developing, um, it will starve the tumor because it prevents it from getting blood a blood supply to it, and uh, very, apparently a very promising area of research. And there are a lot of foods that that we eat anyway. A lot and a lot, whole lot of plant based foods tend to be anti angiogenic. Um, flax seeds are one, green tea is one, tomatoes are one. There are lots of them, um, but green tea is. Perhaps the most important one, or the most angi- angiogenic one, at least based on the recent talk by Lee that I saw. So uh, it just occurred to me that I should be drinking more green tea. I used to always do it. I don't replace my morning coffee with it because I still love that morning coffee. But uh, as kind of an afternoon drink, I think it's a really, really good habit to be in. And that, for me, is what I'm trying to get back into. I want to have a little tea each afternoon. So 
Aaron happens to be at the grocery store now, and I said, pick me up some green tea, please. I like it. I That is a habit that I have picked up from your talk, actually, mm-hmm. um, and have stuck with every day after lunch. I have a cup of green tea. There you go. Very good. Yeah. I go and um, I go to like a local tea shop and uh, and get a bunch of like, you know, loose leaf green tea, some good stuff. Try mm-hmm. to mix it up every, you know, Dobra? every so often. I do. I go to Dobra. Yeah. Although Dobra just left Black Mountain. I don't know if you Did heard. they? Yeah. Aww. The building got bought out by a developer and they couldn't find the place. Oh, that's too bad. I know. That's that's very sad. You but yeah, to... I, yeah, I don't know. Just uh, it's fun to kind of explore the different green teas and... Um, Yes. I, I, don't know, I, I think that's a really nice, it's a really nice kind of pick me up in the afternoon. Yeah, good. So that's mine. Um, I've been doing as often as I can the the banana and nut and a few berries smoothie in the morning and then big salad for lunch. Uh, and that, that's that been a really solid habit for me. So I, that's one I'd also recommend if you're not, you know, trying to, if you want to take on something that is manageable and doesn't feel like too much, because then you still get to eat whatever you want for dinner. Um but you just kind of know that the whole first half of your day was was pretty sound nutritionally. So that's all I've really got to say about diet. But um, I think any sort of like 30-day thing is is always cool. I'm always into those ideas. So, you know, one could go vegan for 30 days if you're not yet. You could go vegetarian for 30 days if you're not yet. You could try the raw thing. You could try the fruitarian thing. Uh, I suppose you could try paleo or keto or omnivore or carnivore if you're not. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I'd recommend that. Um, in fact, I would not recommend that. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's, that's diet. Any of uh, us with diet, Doug, are you doing any more diet? Yeah, I've things? got a diet. Go I've for got it. a diet one here. Let's hear it. Um, this is something you're doing, right? This is right. That's right. This is, uh, something that I am very eager to do after the summer. For some reason, this summer, I feel like I've just been eating a lot of like, let me guess, either tortilla what? chips. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to cut tortilla chips. It's too dang good. <laughs> Uh, uh yeah i have been eating plain of tortilla chips but <laughs> but you know i don't know like a lot of like plant-based meats and a lot of um overly complicated or overly processed foods mm-hmm. uh, and you know i think part of that is like going out more and grilling out more and i don't know just being in situations where those types of things are something you want or crave mm-hmm. um but what you know, so my goal for for the next several months is to to go back to kind of simplifying my food, um, and eating eating more simply. Part I mean, part of that also is you know, aside from the processed stuff, is like we've been hitting up the farmers market and just getting so much variety of different things that then I feel like I have to cook all these different things, and it's just like turned into more complicated mm. than it needs to be. So even if it's like healthy, fresh vegetables, if it's like you know, I don't need eight different vegetables in my stir fry, right? That is right. Um, so anyway, so simplifying things and the, the, like, that's going to be the overall theme I would say over the next few months is to try to make, uh, simpler, healthier choices when I'm cooking. But the kind of one area that I really want to focus on is breakfast and, um, and doing, doing fruit only for breakfast, or at least fruit is the main thing. Uh And I've never, I've never done your, um, your fruitarian thing, just never been into that so uh this is <laughs> my fruitarian thing your fruit this the matt, matt fraser fruitarian nonsense <laughs> um but this is kind of the, the closest i will get to that i think yeah and of course like obviously if i'm doing a smoothie you know most of what i'm getting there is fruit a little bit of uh, nuts and seeds and stuff like that but you know i think i would you know stick to just a couple bananas or a big bowl of fruit 
um, and keep it as simple as possible, mm-hmm. at least for the next month or two before it gets too cold. Yeah, I love that. I think I think that um, even I don't know. I think I think eating simply is. If you need to sum up, like what is the healthiest way to eat? Uh, I mean, I think plant based, of course, is is the healthiest. But uh, within that, I would say the simpler you eat, the healthier you eat for the most part. And I mean that that would exclude things like buying processed food and saying, well, this is pretty simple. All I have to do is open this up and eat it. <laughs> Microwave <laughs> meals, yeah. Right. But I mean, like, where you're not even cooking food. And as you mentioned with breakfast, right? You're not cooking anything for breakfast. You're not even assembling or preparing you know, a smoothie, right? You're just eating the fruit. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's easy to, to think that that's not good because that's not a square meal and not part of a complete breakfast or whatever. It doesn't include uh, Frosted Flakes or a glass of orange juice but uh, or, or breakfast links. Which I think <laughs> I can imagine, Doug. You used to be a fan of those in the old days. Uh, yeah, you know, like anybody, right? Who, who doesn't like a good breakfast yeah. link? Bob Evans there. link. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, who didn't like a good breakfast? Who didn't link? exactly? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think just I've realized that when I am eating, when I think I'm just sort of mailing it in and not really putting any effort into my food, uh, that tends to be when I'm when I'm eating the healthiest. When I'm just grabbing some nuts for a snack, or eating fruit for a snack, or eating fruit for breakfast, or making the simplest possible smoothie. Uh, I just think that's that's so much better. And you mentioned variety. I think that's kind of the big, well, one of the big objections to that would be that, well, then how are you going to get variety if you're only eating one dish at a time per, per meal? Um, but like you said, Doug, I mean, you don't need eight vegetables in your smoothie. Just get them over the course of the week. And mm-hmm. uh, I think that's, that's more sustainable than trying to go crazy. So I really like that. And... Um, Obviously, cooking your own food instead of instead of buying it is generally better and leads to simpler things. But uh, I like that. I think that's great. Good. Thank you. Another that's idea. Good. Another mm-hmm. idea that uh, I I did this about a couple months ago. I redid this, and this is another thing that I know we are both in agreement. A lot of things that we're both were in agreement. A lot of common ground here today, Doug. Instead of instead of butting heads, I like ah. that. Um, <laughs> The decluttering using oh, yes. using the KonMari method that's that is our preferred our official method of No Meat Athlete Radio. Mm-hmm. No sponsorship or anything there, but it could be uh, for one nice one nice contract period and then <laughs> quit. quit. Um, but it's from the book uh, "Life Changing Magic of Tidying Up," which I think it's almost a cliche now. It just it is it has taken the world by storm. Not everybody knows about it, but almost everybody does, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I did it with, uh, I think maybe a year before you did, or six months before you did, or something. But uh, it was a while. Man, it was. You did I, it right at uh, Christmas, right? I did it at New Year's. I did it for yes. like it took me about four days. She says to do it in one marathon session, and that's what I did. Except that session spread itself over four days instead of one, uh, and it has lasted. I think it's been. I think I'm coming up on three years now, of all my shirts being folded, sitting upright in my drawer, aligned by. That's one, Darkest one of the things I, I never did. You never did that one? No, I never did that one. Oh, but I cleaned out my shirt drawer. Yeah. Um, it just, I, I don't know. I can't say enough about it. It's been amazing. It's so easy for me to pack for trips now. I never forget anything because I only have belongings in like two places in my house. So all I have to do is go to those two places and then grab what I need and that's it. And so I just, it just has been really good. Uh, it's not the same as minimalism. It's a little bit different. It's not really about trying to have the least things possible, which I think minimalism is sometimes a contest to try to do that. Uh, it's about really just thinking carefully about do the things in your life bring you joy or do they do they add stress and distraction and clutter and take up mental space? Um, 
But it's also just a very practical system as far as, you know, the way to declutter in starting with the things that are easiest to get rid of, which I think are clothes and maybe, I don't know, but things like books and, and personal papers and or whatever, things that are that are of value to you, uh, you know, um, some sort of sentimental value. Like those are at the very end. So you don't just jump in and have to have to throw away your, your grandparents, whatever you have, your grandparents. Um, but anyway, that's one I think is a really great one. I, I'm not doing it now just because I said I did it a few months ago, but that always makes, just adds this tremendous sense of lightness, uh, to everything. A similar one though, this is what I, one that I did do yesterday, even before we were talking about doing this episode. Actually, I think as I was doing this is when, uh, you emailed and said, Hey, let's do a summer reset episode. Um, not that we plan our episodes only one day in advance. I mean, of course we <laughs> we think long and hard about them before we. We've got the next three weeks planned out. <laughs> well, yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, I was rearranging my office though, and I think that's something that I do not do enough is rearranging of furniture. To me, that adds such a new, nice feeling when you enter mm, a room. Interesting. And uh, yeah, I never do it. We, I, I don't know why. My wife and I, Aaron, we just sort of settle into uh, routines pretty well, I guess, and keep things, but. Uh, I changed it all around. I was never happy with it. We moved in here a couple months ago and have never felt like this office was good. I, part of the problem is I was trying the, the feng shui thing. We talked about that, right, Doug? Yep. Where where you, I mean, at least in an office setting, you put your desk so that you your back is not to any entrance to the room, preferably not even a window. And the rationale for that is that you will therefore be ready to fend off any attacker who is entering your workspace. Uh, it mm-hmm. goes back to old... Uh, you know, Eastern war times, I would imagine. Uh, but it occurred to me that that wasn't serving me anymore because I, and that there aren't many attackers that are threatening me. So Those bears. Bears? Yeah, you're right about that. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but uh, but I, I changed it. The problem, I what that leads me to, what ha- happened in both houses, that feng shui thing leads me to having my desk kind of in the middle of the room and me facing... I don't know, just facing out from the middle. And it's just it's just weird. I don't think that's a nice setup. I like it much better. Coming back to the simplicity, KonMari, minimalist, whatever you want to call it, I much prefer having the desk against the wall where mm-hmm. you get a much more spacious room that is not uh, punctuated with a big desk in the middle. So right. I did that and uh feels really good. In fact, I stood the whole day at my desk yesterday. And you know what I'm going to get, Doug? You mentioned, was it you who mentioned to me that you had a friend who cut the backs out of his Hoka 1-1 shoes yes. to use for his standing desk? Yes. Yes. So I never did me. that. I did actually wear mine a few times, but I didn't actually uh, cut them or anything like that. But now Hoka makes sandals. you know that? Right. I was, gonna say, I was, I was just going to say that yeah. when you brought that up, that they actually make that exact shoe, right? Like right. They're like the recovery shoe or whatever. Yeah, I think but... it's a recovery slide or something. It's called, mm-hmm. the, it's called the slide, and it's a recovery sandal. Um, yeah. So I'm going to get a pair of those. I have not ordered it yet, but uh, I'm going to do that. And that will encourage me to stand more. So I'm, I think the standing thing, I always do feel a whole lot better if I stand, even for half the day or three hours um, rather than sitting. It just makes a big difference. So I'm going to try to do that. And, and that was a good example of something that was only inspired by having rearranged the furniture because I just, you know, just broke up the routine enough to say, hey, I'm sitting a lot and I, I should do this instead. So, I like that. That's that's a good. I've never really thought to re re rearrange the furniture <laughs> to, to like redevelop a room i guess you know once you get a room that you like you know, yeah you gotta, just keep it you just keep it you can keep it for years and years and years right but when you change it because you keep it for so long when you change it it, it just feels dramatically different it feels like you're living mm-hmm. in a new house and i like that speaking of tidying up yeah mm-hmm. uh, i 
whenever I move into that new office of mine, I like I because we're getting close now, and I just cannot shake the feeling of wanting to just like toss all these things, like uh-huh. totally start fresh, um, like you know, clean everything out in that move uh, as I move into the other office. I just like I think about it all the time. <laughs> think about it, you know how much I want to kind of just totally reset the whole office and office environment that i've built here uh which i like but um i don't know i just it, i'm really excited for that i think that the creative juices are gonna be flowing there yeah i like that i you mm-hmm. know i read uh in tim ferris's book god it's not not the tools of the titans one but the other one uh that came after that oh tribe of mentors or something i don't know what tim ferris is doing getting into this stuff but uh <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure it's working for him. I think he's selling tons of them. But uh, it was like I don't know. It was two ninety nine on Kindle one day, so I just got it and said, "Ah, oh, I might might read a couple bits of it." Because there's all these just little interviews with people. And mm-hmm. Leo Babauta, our friend from Zen Habits, was there, and he said there that uh, <laughs> that one of his uh, one of the things he does every now and then is fantasize about just owning an empty room that has nothing in it and just <laughs> going in it and sitting in it and just enjoying the emptiness of it. And uh, wait, I don't know. You're talking about that office. It reminded me of that. Maybe, maybe yeah. You can, maybe just maybe leave I can it leave your empty room. <laughs> just, just do nothing. Just have it. Sorry, Katie. We just spent all this money <laughs> to build myself an empty room that I could just sit in. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of get it. I mean, that's a little extreme for me, but I I can kind of get why one would fantasize about that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, you could play the like clap game. See where the echoes are coming from. Uh huh. You're like, yeah. Options are endless. <laughs> what you could do in into. That's right. All right. All right. So uh, I got one that kind of goes, it's kind of fitness and habit related. Okay. Good. I think it's a good this place kind to of, go. This really, really my only other one. I know you have a couple more, but. Uh, I have ideas. I don't think so I'm doing besides that. Okay. So the food and then, and then, so the other thing I, I'm really excited to get back into the habit of uh, I think I, I think I just got lazy this summer. I mean, I know we talked about about talked about my struggles with getting excited about right. running and training, and uh, you know how I was kind of just doing maintenance miles just to kind of keep some sort of base. Right, um, and we talked about but, anxiety too, which which you know mm-hmm. might lead to some some bit of uh, lack of motivation. Which I think it's okay. I think you should I think you should give yourself a pass for that potentially. Yeah, yeah but yeah, but good. You're looking but, ahead. Yeah, I'm looking ahead. I'm, I'm uh, I've been sleeping in later, in part because I haven't been sleeping at night very mm-hmm. well, and um, you know, I just kind of feel groggy and like I'm starting the day off in kind of this like cloud, right? And um, I'm hoping that I can use the summer, the regular schedule, Eliza going to school a couple times a week. I was getting back into a routine, or the nanny not traveling, um, and. And start waking up earlier again uh, and getting into a routine of at least three times a week going out for early morning, early morning runs, getting my run in that way. Mm. Because I feel just so much better. I did it yesterday and I just feel so much better. Even if I'm tired when I get started, uh, starting the day, you know, when I get back from it and take a shower, eat some breakfast, I just feel so much better starting the day after, you know, having run for 45 minutes or an hour than I do if I just kind of roll out of bed and walk into the office and mm-hmm. kind of sit down and start working. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's kind of the other thing. So the waking up earlier was a big part of it. And um, and then, you know, getting in that early morning run before before the day gets started. Mm-hmm. 
I like that. What are you going to do about bears? <laughs> I'm not worried about bears. And <laughs> and I, I did a little bit of research, and people actually sent us a few articles. <laughs> I imagined that they would. I thought people would, would come to the defense of the bears. Yeah, and I think uh, I think that it's a little bit nonsense, your fear of bears. And, uh, <laughs> and we, should, uh, we should be respecting these animals. Yeah, but when you see them every time, wouldn't that lead you to think, I'm I'm rolling the dice, the dice here by doing that that many times. You know, Matt. I think that you live in a neighborhood where everybody sees them all the time. Right. Maybe, and no one's no one's getting hurt. So that's true. You know, in the same way that you roll the dice every time you get in the car. Maybe, yeah, but... that's true. All right, fair I, enough. I wouldn't worry about it. Anyway, yeah, no, I, I'm not. I'm not worried about. Not so much worried about the bears. Gotcha. Not enough. Well, to I like that. Bed. I think that is great. Uh, totally agree with everything you said. That uh, it is very hard to do that. I mean, if you're not that type of person who just naturally does that, it is, it is a challenge. And when you do it, you'll feel really good at the end of it. Not mm-hmm. just for having completed it or you know overcome an, an obstacle or done something that was difficult, but you feel good because you, like you said, your your blood gets flowing and your endorphins get pumping, and it just feels good. So I haven't done that in very long. I have. I went. To, for, through a stint about six months where I was going to the gym every morning on a weekday, and that felt really good for sure. Took up a lot of time, but felt good. Um, so I'm all about that. I I don't. I'm just there. I always see bears in the morning, so that that's hard for me. But uh, I I hear you, and I think it's a good idea. I like it. Speaking of well, running, you could do something. You could do something else in the morning. Yes. But uh, but before we get, I want to I want to hear the rest of your tips. But okay. I think before we do that, we should. Pause for a second to thank our very, very generous sponsors. Okay. This episode of No Made Athlete Radio is brought to you by Green Chef, who is gracious enough to offer the entire NMA community $50 off your first box of Green Chef. Go to greenchef.us slash no meat for $50 off your first box. The recipes are quick and easy with step-by-step instructions, chef tips, and photos to be your guide. With all the Green Chef box options, it's easy to maintain a specific diet like vegan or vegetarian. Matt, we both got boxes to test out, which was pretty cool, and I was super impressed by the variety that they were able to deliver. Katie and I turned the cooking into a date night kind of thing, working together through the recipes, which was uh, a lot of fun, I have to admit. Uh, what do you think? Doug, was it, uh, was it a jazz night? It was a jazz night, as a matter of fact, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. We, uh, yes, we also got three boxes. They showed up, giant boxes on our, on our front porch, and uh, nice, very well-insulated ice packs in there. And uh, we've already made two of them, the black bean pozole with pesto and porcini mashed potatoes, both of which I found really, really good and uh, quite easy to follow the recipes and, you know, exactly what you'd want in a meal kit. Absolutely. And you can always mix things up with the diverse array of recipes that range from global cuisines to classic comfort foods, all with the Green Chef signature touch. Recipes include Green Chef made sauces, dressings, and spice blends so that you can get more from your flavor. We had the pesto, which was, was really... I, I thought it was really tasty. It's unique and different. Go to greenchef.us slash no meat to get $50 off your first box of Green Chef. That's greenchef.us slash no meat. It's not .com slash no meat. If you do that, you're not going to get it. Get the yeah, 50 bucks right. at greenchef.us slash no meat. This episode of No Meat Athlete Radio is also brought to you by Knipe. Knipe is a leading bath and body company who makes plant-based vegan bath and body products. Knipe was created over 125 years ago by a Bavarian priest who founded the naturopathic and hydrotherapy movements to improve a person's health and well-being. All production methods are considered cruelty-free, paraben-free, and do not contain any preservatives, paraffins, silicones, or mineral oils. 
The company was awarded the Green Brand Seal for the third time in 2017. This award goes to brands that use environmentally sound practices through production and are strongly committed to preservation and sustainability, Doug. Sounds right up my alley. I've been testing out their active gel joint and muscle, which uses arnica extract and natural mountain pine oil just about every evening for the past few weeks, and I've found that uh, it's a great for relaxing the muscles after a run and, and kind of getting me in the mood for bed, right? Like kind of just relaxing my, my muscles ready for bed. Knipe also carries bath oils, which Katie has been in love with, bath salts, and a whole lot more. For 15% off your first order, go to knipe.com. That's K-N-E-I-P-P.com and use promo code NOMEAT at checkout. That's knipe.com and use promo code NOMEAT. Okay, so okay. as I was saying, Doug, speaking of running. Yes, let's hear it. I'm still I'm still flirting with running goals. I know mm. I know last two weeks ago or three weeks ago I declared that I had a fifteen percent chance of running a hundred miler next year. I think that was the percentage I put on it. Does that seem right? <laughs> I think it might have been less than that. Less <laughs> <laughs> well, it was it was over ten, I think. Okay. I'm not uh-huh. sure. And then yesterday or last week I said it was zero because of the bears. I said I was out. Uh, but but you you saw that friend who sparked the uh, interest. I saw that right? friend, and I saw his brother, who's the other guy who wants to run the hundred. Uh-huh. Uh, he's the one who's wearing the Hoka shoes, by the way. So that oh, nice. shout out. Um, yeah. So I I talked to them, and you know, I just I think we we thought about Oil Creek a lot, and I looked it up, and it's a four and four uh, elevation and terrain, and Burning River was three and three. Four and four on uh, sorry on ultra running. Oh, ultrarunning.com's oh, yeah, like calendar. Let me see what it is. Things, yeah. yeah, calendar. They uh, they grade the elevation and the surface, and I don't really know how accurate or uh, how good it is to depend on those things. Um, maybe you can tell me, Doug. I mean, you think can you can you put a one to five rating on an elevation and a surface of a course, and is that a, can you fairly assess it that way? No. No. <laughs> I don't think. I so. mean, you're I mean, not. There's I no mean, heat it, involved, right? So you don't you don't know that element. Yeah. I mean, but it's like it's. I don't know who. I don't know who makes those. But you know, if Oil Creek is is it one to five? Yeah. And Oil Creek is a four and a four. And then there's so many more tougher ones out there that they would all be fives. That doesn't make sense to me because Oil Creek is not that. That's a good point. That's a fair point. Well, so Burning River, I looked for comparison, was three and three. Okay. So. Even if that is not fair. I mean, even if even if that even if the whole thing is shifted too high, I just don't know if I'm up for something that is that is thirty percent harder in surface and elevation than than that was. I feel like that was a that was a good test of my endurance, and I don't need another test like that. I need the same. I need the same thing. I don't need more testing. <laughs> <laughs> well, so what? Uh, so or does that mean you're out? No, it doesn't mean I'm out. It just means it just means it's a little bit back to the drawing board and trying to pick a good one. We we decided that one was too hard based on that. Okay. Well, I don't, I don't think these guys aren't looking for a, a race. 17,000 like feet of elevation gain. 32-hour cutoff. Too much, right? Yeah, I mean, that, you know, that's, that's no kickwalk for sure. Right. Uh, you, you, what about going back to Burning River? I suggested that. They don't like the heat. Uh. Despite being Clevelanders, Cleveland natives, I think. They don't like that. Okay. But, uh... Yeah, it's in the middle of July, and it was. Our, we, I happened to have a very cool, rainy day when I ran mine, but uh, it was expected to be ninety-five degrees. So, I I can get I can understand that. So I'm just I've been looking at this ultra running calendar. They actually have a lot of really nice filters now. You can you can 
take filter by month. You can filter by those uh, elevation and surface grades. You can filter by state and distance. So you can get a pretty nice, you can narrow down your, your choices pretty well. Um, and that's at calendar.ultrarunning.com. Uh, anyway, I'm still thinking about that a lot. I feel like much better for me right now would be to train for a fast marathon and just try to get myself back to marathon shape, which I suppose I could do in the course of training for a hundred. Um, but I don't know. I still, I've always wondered about three hours and it would take me, a, uh, you know, a year to two, I think of training to even get back close to three ten shape. Um, yeah. but are you old enough to now three ten being the, I believe I am. But I don't really care about that so much. It's not so much. Okay. I'd like to run Boston again, I guess, if I if I got in. But that's mm-hmm. not nearly as important. I think that three hour thing is just that has always been so you know, right? Exciting to, to imagine running a race with a two in the front. It just seems like that's just not me to be able to do that. So that's that has that element of like, wow, that seems impossible. That'd be cool to try. Um, I don't know, and I probably don't have. I mean, people. I think runners get better as they age, up into their forties, even. Uh, there's that thing about running where it takes 10 years to kind of for your body to just learn it. I'm past that. Um, but I, I don't know. I think I, I probably don't have more than eight more good years of uh, trying to PR in a marathon. Uh, who knows what's possible? I'm sure people do PR at, at ages much older than 45. Um, but I just, I just, that has crept back into my thinking a little bit, thinking maybe I should try that. So I don't know. Those things are both exciting to me. Um, but more generally speaking, for anyone, I think this is a really nice time to get excited about a race because, or get excited about running. Um, granted, you'd have to train over the winter, which for a lot of people is difficult, uh, but it's not the summer, and it's somewhat cooler than the summer, so that's good. Uh, but you're six months now from spring races beginning, and you're a year or 13 months from fall races really happening. Mm-hmm. So. Those are those are good amounts of time to train. I mean, you know, you could say the same thing about nine months, but I think six months in a year, six months you could get two solid training cycles in before some big goal race a year from now. Um, or sorry, in a year you could get two, and, and six months from now you can get one. So I don't know. I think it's a nice time to think about uh, running a good race, even though it feels like it's not because we're headed into the holidays when there aren't really any good races. But it's, it's just a time to think about that. Weather's cooling off. One could conceivably get up for some nice runs without it being too hot. So I'm thinking a lot about running. Don't have any specific goals to declare or anything, but um, I think it's a great time to think about that sort of thing. Well, I like it. Thinking about, you're thinking about golf, you're thinking about running. I, I think that's that's great. I am. I'm thinking about a lot of new sports, and that was another one that I mentioned here. Just for me, that's been a really good thing about the past two years is just I always viewed myself as a runner once I was out of college and said, this is, this is my sport now, this is what I do. But... Uh, and then, and then once I didn't feel like running anymore, which happened about four years ago, probably, uh, I just felt like, okay, well then I'm, I guess I can't do any sport. You know, I, I, mean, I didn't think this in my head, but that was sort of what happened. It was like, well, I don't feel like running, so therefore the alternatives don't do anything. Uh, but then two years ago, I, I started doing other things, and I did martial arts for a while, and then I got into soccer this year, and now it's fun to think about playing golf. I haven't, by the way, soccer is still happening. The, our summer season just ended. You know who stepped up? Wicked Weed. You know them? Oh. Yeah. You know them? <laughs> I do know people, them, yeah. People have in Asheville kind of turned on Wicked Weed once Wicked Weed got bought out by, is it InBev? Yeah. There was, there was a big thing going on when that happened. Definitely. But uh, the soccer fields got flooded. I may have said this in the podcast. I don't know. But our fields got flooded, and uh, there still haven't been repaired yet, the great soccer complex that we had. Um, 
And so this league, I think, wasn't going to happen. They needed a spot. And then Wicked Weed stepped up and mowed all this field down by their headquarters in down in Hendersonville and uh, made a soccer field. And it's gotten better. And they have a little beer tent on the field. And it's been really, really nice. So just just a good... Huh. A, a, there's a lot of positive sentiment cool. in the soccer community now towards Wicked Weed. And the playoffs were yesterday. It was like a one-day playoff where you just kind of played a marathon of games. Actually, we didn't. We lost right away. So we were out <laughs> <laughs> drinking Wicked Weed beer. Uh-huh. But... uh. It was called the Wicked Weed Cup, and the trophies were these things Wicked Weed made. They look just like their tap handles. So a lot of good sentiment. I'm I'm really happy to see them doing that because they do make some good beer. They do. They do. It's been hard to turn on them. Yeah, me. right. So anyway, that's just uh, – and then, and then thinking about joining the gym as well. You know, the, you can that's, – that's not a sport per se, going to the gym, uh, unless you make it one, like CrossFit or bodybuilding, I guess. But uh, – I don't know. It just it has been really nice to, to do other sports and revisit them after having not done a lot of them for 15, 20 years or more. Uh, so I've, I don't know. I really like that, and I would encourage anyone to uh, to think about that. You don't have to just run or just go to the gym. You can you can do actual team sports or individual sports. Yeah. I know. I think you're right about that. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't played a team sport. In a long time, right? But but you've done individual sports, disc golf. I've done a lot, disc golf, and uh, and can jam and running and can jam <laughs> and can jam. That's, well, that's kind of a team. Well, it's a, I'd call that a skill. Um, <laughs> I have been playing. Well, we don't need to go into all that. <laughs> Doug's long games. Could that be our next episode? <laughs> Doug's long games. Yeah, <laughs> I think that'd be a great one. <laughs> People would love to just hear me talk about <laughs> wax poetic about all the different long games that I love so much. Mm-hmm. Man, I played um, a long game at uh, this birthday party for my sister-in-law. Went up to St. Michael's earlier this summer, and it was called Cube. Have you heard of this? You of no. all people would know this game. No, you I, don't. I don't know this game. I no. think it's K U U B maybe. No, K U B B. That's what it is. And it's this really nerdy kind of old European game where you have all these wooden sticks. Oh, and you... oh I know. I do know this game. It's I've like, never it's played like it. A, I've seen it. It's almost like a... Well, I mean, there's a king. I think of it as like a chess-like game, but it's not really chess-like. There's a little bit of, you know, chess-like thinking. Uh, well, not really. That's an insult to chess players. It's a... There's a little bit of strategic thinking in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's throwing sticks. It has like, I don't know, 15 different pieces of wood in the game, and you two teams i don't know it was kind of nerdy but kind of fun there was when we lived in dc next to meridian hill park there was a group of people who like every sunday would go out and play that game oh really were they nerds must have been (laughs) must have been i don't know (laughs) nerds yeah we used to always make fun of them Mm -hmm. nerds exactly (laughs) i don't know i i just uh i never actually knew what it was called never knew anything about it so now you know cube now i know that's cool not knife or knife but cube (laughs) <laughs> um okay i got one more thing let's hear it do you have any more anything else no, I'm, I'm, I'm all tapped out okay one more thing i'm thinking about i mentioned that i was going to the bookstore and i got some really great cookbooks and cooking books books about cooking and i'm really excited to get into that and i keep thinking what can i do that'd be a really cool challenge a really cool side blog kind of thing um that is like that Julie and Julia project, but but 
vegan and better and or not better, but vegan and despite being 10 years after that, not tired and boring. Right? Like cook your way through a cookbook, but, but veganize all the recipes. Or, yep. or it doesn't have to be cooked through a cookbook, but something, a journey you go on with food and you share about it with a blog or YouTube. I, I'm just, I, something about that is speaking to me and I'm trying to think of something to do, but I don't know what it is. Um, but I sure am thinking about it. Well, I think that would make a great YouTube series. <laughs> well, that's good to know. Glad to hear that support, Doug. Yeah, especially if, uh, if you know, if, if you did it and I just, just was like hanging out there and <laughs> we were... Right. Chumming it up. Chumming it up, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. That's... I, all I am doing, throwing out there is putting lumping that in the category of other goals one could do. Just just so, so it's not all fitness or... or Diet. I mean, I guess you could say that's diet, but I'm not. I'm not looking at that as like a healthy pursuit. I'm just thinking that as a diving into learning how to cook, and uh, I just think it'd be fun. I like the idea. I like something that um, you know has that bit of structure and guidelines to it, where it's not just like, hey, I'm going to start a cooking blog and start writing about cooking, but I'm doing this project and it's finite and it's going to last a year, and then I'm going to be done with this thing. Um, I don't know. So I'm thinking about a lot, a lot about that, and I just. I hope maybe that might spark an idea for someone else to do something or tell me your idea for me to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I, I hope that you do that. I hope you find something like that. I would be really eager to follow along. Yeah. Be nice. Maybe I'll cook my way through the green chef uh, recipe. <laughs> there you go. There you go. There I go. All right. Well, anything else, Doug, before we wrap this one up? No, I think, uh, you know, this was kind of fun. I hope it inspired me for sure to be thinking about, this reset and um i hope it did others as well yeah me too this is cool if there's any value here i think that's what it would be that someone might get some ideas flowing about about just making a little bit of a change or getting back to something you've done before uh just just kind of taking advantage of the fact that the seasons are changing people are going back to school and it's a great time to make your own deliberate changes absolutely absolutely all right well then we will end it here. Thank you for listening, everyone. Yes, thank you. And um, we will see you next week. All right. Sounds good. A brand new episode. That's right. <laughs> All, right. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye.